0: hi hi everyone we have an interesting uh what is this called episode episode for this week um we have a guest
1: introduce yourself oh don't say your name. name and don't say our name. Oh. i forgot to say because, that because yeah, like, i know i, I kind of assumed that i was not supposed to say you know what anyways hi i'm canada kid i was, <laughs> I was last episode i'm not from canada
0: Okay, There's so, so I came up with that nickname, because I'll be honest, like, I, I don't know Canada Kid that well. I'm just getting to know. um, But uh, the other co-hosts, they know each other very well. So when I saw the messages, I saw Canada, like, repeated on the status, like, Canada. So then I just, I just started saying Canada Kid, and then that caught on.
1: I'm glad you saw the Canada first and not the I name. I
0: did. I did see the Canada first. I, like, I didn't know you knew canadian people
1: well, my kid, my cousin's canadian i'm glad this is this has already gone off rails already
0: my my cousins are also canadian
1: very cool i'm actually
0: know. going there in the winter winter break
1: oh that would has been so cold
0: it yeah it's always cold but yeah okay,
1: okay. so
0: um do you want to introduce our, our new topic our first one. Too. No, the Daily oh. Show.
2: Okay, the Daily Show got a new host. Trevor Noah is leaving because he wants to tour the world or something. Some nonsense. They're circling between different, uh, what's it called? Hosts. Um, they have Hasan Minhaj, uh, Wanda Sykes, somebody named Marlon Wayans. Google it. They have Sarah Silverman, who is on Monk. So, starting January 17th, that's what's happening. Heads up.
0: Because we talked about it in our podcast, the last time, so here I guess is the update. Also, can we just appreciate how we have been podcasting like consistently? Because that's unheard of for us. Are they being consistent, we, we are now
2: consistent. We would we thought we would have stopped
0: after like two days, but we didn't.
2: Just
1: amazing
0: no we had like a three-month hiatus over the summer and then another two-month hiatus in between
2: well, that was because sat and then you had marching band so yes
0: yes i did have marching band
2: marching band is bad for you
0: honestly it is like why do we even do it they don't even consider it a varsity sport they should why did you do it <laughs> it's just for college yeah, that's really the only reason why. And like the band teacher was like, he was like, "You should really do it." I was like, "Fine." Okay, so we move on. sometimes like you know during practice, like Wednesday night practices, six to nine, and when then when we come home at one a.m., I am regretting my decision. But then when we win state champs, I'm not. So
1: congratulations, friend. Anyways, should really
0: <laughs> We should move on to topic one. Okay. Topic one. Yay. Yay. Um, I kinda just read about topic one right now, but this is a little different. It's are animated kids movies really for kids. I'm giving full credit to Canada Kid and my other host for this no, topic. Just to Canada Kid their entire conversation, everything. their entire text conversation has been pasted onto our script. So take it away, guys.
1: Okay. I'm guessing I should be going first with this. Yes. Okay, so basically speaking, my idea was basically speaking that I've seen there's a lot of anime like Pixar movies. They're just generally speaking marketed towards kids. Think of like stuff like Coco, Megamind, Despicable Me, Kung Fu Panda. But like when you actually like look at these movies, a lot of them are just they don't seem like something that's marketed towards kids. They seem like a lot more bigger than that. So like for example, they think of the movie Megamind, and in the movie there's a character that kind of has something called nice guy syndrome, which for those who don't know, it's basically when you kind of like act nice for like, to like observe another a person in return for something like a favor, I'll put in air quotes, a favor, or like in the Kung Fu Panda trilogy, where you're trying to find like, the main character, Poe is trying to find his like, his like purpose, like his identity in life. And like those first two teams, they really don't relate to children. Like, what, what child is like having to deal with nice guy syndrome? I hope not many. <laughs> and then like, for example, like there, there's some stuff that like comes with like, as you grow up in life, like in Kanto. And then like, it has these like talk, it talks about like these toxic deals that have to come with like being like, with like being considered like a gifted child. And it's like, it's not something I really realized till like, I was, I grown up in like high school and had to deal with like all that stress with this SAT, college clubs and trying to get on like to good college and stuff like that. And then like, There's also movies like Coraline, which I guess is kind of PGI 13 and not really considered in a kids movie genre, but like it's still like kind of a kids movie and like it's a really creepy movie in general but also it also deals with ideas of escapism and trying to like get away from like the reality of your world in order to like try to like go to another place just to like get away from like what you have to deal with and also like how people like use the fact that like you hate your own life to try to like manipulate you to do decisions that like you can't you don't really want to do and they're like and like also these movies look so beautiful like there's like the scene in wall-e where like i don't know if you guys know about this but there's a scene in wall-e where like the robots are like flying through space and like wall using like a fire extinguisher to fly and it's so beautiful there's ratatouille and it's just like it's art so beautiful at times you could just see like the individual furs on the mouse's skin Kung Fu Panda has some amazing, like, huge, like, set pieces in general. It's, like, all of this is just all so amazing. And, like, it's such a crime to call them, like, just a kid's movie when, like, there's obviously so much effort that's been put into this. And then, like, it's, like, such a shame because all these, like, types of, like, shows get, like, kind of, like, output like, not really looked at by, like, many adults, even though they're just, like, such have such powerful messages and have so much effort put into them. And another one of those shows I kind of saw as, as a kid was Avatar-less Airbender, which is just such an amazing show that everyone should watch. And this video is not sponsored by Avatar-less Airbender, but you should watch it. And basically, speaking, it has to do with so many amazing ideas, like the idea of identity, warfare, toxic relationships, trauma. And like it gets super emotional at times. Like I have cried so many times during watching Avatar-less Airbender. And, like there's also like in these movies in general like i can't like i'll be lying if i said i did not cry in some of these scenes like i, I if have watched coco i watched coco and like that scene where coco is like singing to his grandmother that's about to like die and forget is about like her dad and then like she could finally like, has like the life put back into her because of like the song because coco sings a song that like his father like her father his father her father wrote for her. It's such a like a beautiful scene. I've cried every time for it. I've watched Coco four times. And
0: you're going to hate me, but I've never seen the movie. I've never seen any of these movies.
1: Uh, And yeah, that's basically all I have to say. There's just so much that like in these like types of things that like they shouldn't be really, I guess they're like targeted towards kids, but they shouldn't just be considered like kids movies
2: is it an insult to say that it's a kids movie like aren't kids more likely to appreciate the intricacies in art than an adult who has been stripped of their creativity by society
1: i wouldn't really say that (laughs) i think like a lot of times when i was watching these movies kids i never had to like i never had the realization like how much like text how much work texturing lighting 3d modeling has to be like how much effort that takes to like make it in those movies and also like those like themes like identity like Kung Fu Panda like I didn't like realize how like big they are until I was like a teenager at the very least
0: Mhm. that's I mean uh, you know sometimes like when you watch these movies you don't like think that deep into it and like randomly these thoughts pop up into your mind and it's actually really interesting
1: I know they make like it's like this type, it's just like kind of like a discussion that like these movies bring and they're like they're kids it's just there's one kung fu pandas about a panda learning kung fu mm-hmm. like, this, this, this really shouldn't provoke this type of discussion but it does and it's amazing really
0: <laughs> i can tell you're really passionate about it and that's really cool
1: Kung Fu Panda was a great movie trilogy and everyone should see it. It's a great one. The second movie, especially was so amazing. Like the third one it's, it's mid, I'll be honest, but like the second one, ah, it's so beautiful.
0: I've only, I've seen the first one. I'm pretty sure first and second one I have.
1: Well, that's good because the second one is really great. That's the one. I actually need
0: to watch it. I actually like Kung Fu Panda a lot. I need to finish the trilogy
1: you have have you not have you not so watched that's the third interesting
0: one? no i haven't actually
1: i see yeah i think one like i wouldn't say the third one's like a bad movie per se i do think it actually some really good like themes in it i just i don't think it's as good as kung fu panda 2 in my opinion but then again kung fu panda 2 is probably my favorite anime movie of all time so it's kind of a high standard i'll say that
0: was <laughs> pretty cool okay uh do you guys have anything else to add i think I mean, we got the point across. I think that the like this entire co- like concept is really interesting because when they make like a kids movie, right? It's obviously often direct. Like, it's not just these movies when it's directed towards a younger audience. The older, o- like when you watch it when you're young, you miss a lot of the. There's often like, how do I say this? Like stuff hidden within the movies. When you're older, you start finding them. Because it's adults making the movies at the end, right? So obviously you're gonna see like aspects of society that are either good or bad hidden in these movies that you miss when you're younger.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you want to move on to another topic? Um,
1: do you feel like this one's ex- have been exhausted?
0: I don't. I'm gonna ask my other
2: co-host. What do you think? If nobody else has anything to add, I think we can move on.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, to our second topic. Uh, again, I don't have much to say on this topic because I was not. I like read it, so I have the basic idea, but um, you guys want to explain?
2: Again, please take the lead. So. Okay.
1: I guess I'm taking the lead for this one as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so our second topic is going to be about villains and antagonists in movies and shows and how, in my opinion, they're much more interesting and, like, fun to watch than those in, um, uh, and then the protagonists in those shows. So, like I said, I talked about Avatar The Last Ember in the previous section, but in this one, I think I'm going to go more into depth because there's three, like, main, like, villains in this one. There's Zuko, Zuko's uncle Iroh, and then Zuko's sister Azula. And they're all like different types. So there's a really crazy evil one that like causes you he- fear. And that's Azula, who just like is the paramedic. And just like, it's just absolutely crazy. Like she's willing to kill people just to like make sure that she like, like she jokes about like um uh, her brother dying at one point in the show. And it's just like, she's really like, cr- like insane like that. And in addition to that, there's like, the kind of bad guys because they're on the bad side, but then like they kind of like reformed and like that's Iroh. Iro is just the old man. And he's just he's amazing. I don't. I think he's not a protagonist, but like it's not an antagonist. But like he's technically part of the the villain side for a long time, and he switches over in like season two or three, and just like I, I love him. He's like that like general like cliche like uncle character, like like old person character that just has like a lot of knowledge. It's like Master Uguay and like um uh Kung Fu Panda you can see that I I take a lot of inspiration from that movie and it's just like I just love him it's just so nice to see those that type of trope and then like the third one I think the probably most interesting one is Zuko now this is kind of a spoiler to Avatar The Last Airbender but I don't care (laughs) so on Avatar The Last Airbender Zuko is probably the main antagonist for most of the show well I actually say that he's the main antagonist for season one and then he kind of has this, like, kind of transition period between season two and then season three, he becomes an actual protagonist in the show. And basically speaking, he basically tries to reform himself in season um, two because he realizes that, like, he's, he was basically in the show, he has to kill the Avatar, which is basically someone who's supposed to bring peace to the world. Because that's what his father told him to, because his father wants to, like, take over the world. And then the Avatar is his biggest, like, thing to, like, to that plan. But then as he slowly grows, because like Zuko hangs out with Ira a lot, and I was really not that bad of a guy. So he gets all this like positive influence to like reform himself and become a better person and see like the way like see that he wants to who he wants to be, not what other people told him to be. And like in the end, he does at one point he does like choose to his own he just choose to be bad at one point. But then he at the very end of season two. But then in season three, he finally like, learns that like he has to choose his own destiny and that his destiny is to help out the avatar and to master, uh, um, uh, firebending, which might not make sense to people who haven't watched it, but <laughs> look, it, it makes sense. And then, yeah. And like this type of stuff has like, I don't know why it just lingers in my head. And the, the original idea for this was, um, uh, the idea of, uh, Ash and Paul from, uh, Pokemon, this, uh, paul for anyone who doesn't know is uh the rival ash ash is the main character of the pokemon anime and paul is basically someone who's like trying to compete with them and mm-hmm. like i was just randomly thinking about how the fact that like the, the dynamic between ash and paul is very similar to the idea i've read in one of the books i had to read for lang, which is leaders e- La- last Or basically speaking how abstraction kind of just lets people like forget about their like needs for other people's needs and basically speaking, Ash kind of care. Well, this is more related to the first topic, but I'm on this tangent already. Ash Mm -hmm. kind of like, he shows care for people. And like, he believes that like, in order to like make a successful like team or like how to be said to a trainer in Pokemon, you have to like help them grow, train up your Pokemon. Well, Paul, on the other hand, thinks that people are inherently weak or inherently strong and that he should do everything in his power to benefit himself as a trainer, not and even if that means hurting his own Pokemon.
0: Right. I don't have any knowledge in Pokemon. So I'm just like listening and learning as we go. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm.
1: I know. It's an interesting anime. I will say that much.
0: I know. Like, because po- you, you and uh, the line teacher have this like, Pokemon friendship.
1: <laughs> you see, the thing is that with him is that like, he knows a lot of the early like Pokemon stuff. I know a lot of the leader Pokemon stuff. And so like, I kind of don't actually have the same, like, Pokemon knowledge. But, like, we have enough in common. Uh, there is also yeah. one more part I wanted to bring up. Oh, sorry about that.
0: No, no, no. It's okay. Go ahead.
1: Okay. There's also one more part I want to talk about with the villains and activities and Chosen Movies. And that was something from uh, Demon Slayers, which I don't know if either one of you has watched. I know um, uh, one of you has not watched it. And, and basically speaking, at one point of the show... Um, um, they kill the one of the bigger villains of the show. And right before that, there's like a really like epic, like family scene with like, uh, with the brother, the main character and her sister, like bonding over each other and saving each other's life and end up like killing like the main villain through that method. But then like, and I didn't really feel anything that I, like, I thought it was sweet, but like, I didn't think I started crying. And then we start seeing like the, uh, antagonist's like backstory and like how he had family struggles. And I kid you not, I started breaking down because the thing with with the with the ending here is because with the ending with the protagonist, everyone turns out happy. Like they're both safe to beat the main villain, but with the demon that they just killed, like he's dead. And according to him, he's probably going to hell because of all the people he's killed in his past. But the thing that makes it so sweet is that when he was a human, because how in Demon Slayer works is that you convert Demons. um, uh, People start as humans, but they can get converted to demons. Uh, I won't go into the process of it. And then what happened was that um, uh, his parents were very scared of what he's becoming because when you like become a demon, you kind of just start eating people. (laughs) Very normal. I think uh, Jonathan Swift would very much approve of this. (laughs) Anyway,
0: yeah, not okay. Not normal. Very bad, but.
1: But basically speaking, what happened is that his parents, well, he saw, like, his parents trying to kill him, and he thought, like, oh, my parents hate me, so he killed his parents. But then he sooner or later realizes that when was, like, his parents were not were not trying to kill him alone. They were going to try killing them all together. They were going to all kill themselves together because they all knew they had miserable lives. And they just wanted to make sure they, like, died together so they could be together in, like, whatever, like when they die in heaven, which may seem a little bit twisted, but trust me, it was really wholesome when I first saw it. And then when he's dying and saying like oh i'm going to hell because of all the terrible things in the past his parents like in the afterlife go and say don't worry son we'll be with you e- no matter where you go even if it's hell and i started breaking down into tears because like most of the time when protagonists like struggle like like after their struggle they're gonna be like super duper like they're gonna be in a really like a high position of stress like a like, success i should mean well but like when villains like when they have this type of arc it's usually very bittersweet. i think that's much more relatable to people because a lot of times you have those like very bittersweet moments over like those super duper happy moments if you know what i mean mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. that makes sense i think that's really interesting you know i just like when you again like i said earlier you don't think about all this sometimes the portrayal of villains and portrayal of the protagonists. Like, this is, like, something you would analyze in AP Lang, but if we're, like, <laughs> taking it out of context of school, like, if you don't, like, think of it assignment-wise, it's actually pretty cool and really interesting. Okay. I've learned... You... I've learned a lot of Pokemon today as well, and all these terms that I did not know prior.
1: Oh, there's much more where that came from. <laughs> Trust me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have... Zero knowledge on. I know that Pokemon is a Japanese TV show, and then there was a game called Pokemon Go. That is
1: that is not the correct way. It's the game came first, then the show, and Pokemon Go. Oh. You know what? I'm not gonna explain.
0: <laughs> the game came first. Okay, I should make
1: a note of. First that. game is not Pokemon Go.
0: That's not the, the game
1: that came first. So um, the original game was uh, Pokemon Red and Blue and uh-huh. then over time and then over time then after that to, in order to get like more money from it they made an anime of it and remember is that the anime in the game turned out to be very successful that they started making like new seasons and like new like games for that anime. and then like pokemon go is a very modern thing like i wouldn't say it's modern but like it's more of like it was more i think it was like 2017 that was made
0: Mhm.
1: and like pokemon has been started like since the 1990s
0: okay so it's it's been there for a while yeah very interesting. Uh what else do we
2: anything else that we wanna add? One more thing. Going mm-hmm. back to the um topic of villains and antagonists in television, how they're technically portrayed, Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty. We did an assignment on this in psychology. This is the only mm-hmm. good thing that came out of psychology because I didn't learn anything else. Um <laughs> she put Sleeping Beauty to sleep. Right, that makes sense, but she also, like, when you research a little, she had like childhood trauma and bullying and all that, and then she grew horns and was a whole thing. So, Mm -hmm. we analyze that, and that kind of goes into how we don't see the full story of the antagonist because we're not supposed to, we're supposed to root for the heroes because that's how the franchise works. But if you But in the process of making the villains, quote unquote, not perfect, they made it more relatable, which is why now we have people like, what's Spider-Man's name? Tom Holland? Um, Peter Parker. The actor
0: is Tom Holland. Peter Parker is the character.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um, He has his own life problems and now he has his, like, Spider-Man problems and together he's a human instead of a hero. So
0: I think characters like Peter Parker are relatable. I mean, I'm not sure how many, I wouldn't say that many villains are relatable, but I get what you mean because their backstories are often hidden. Mm -hmm. And that's why they had to come out with the entire movie Maleficent, right? Mm -hmm. Because after a while in that movie, you start understanding why she's the way she is and you almost empathize with her even mm-hmm. though like what she did is wrong you under like you know you see her side of the story and as a viewer you empathize with her mm-hmm. and that's the case with a lot of movies from the villain side
2: because you kind Joker. of sort of
0: sway towards
2: their point of view which they originally didn't want us to do because
0: heroes yay save the world but not anymore and you know, actually, I, I want to bring this up. I just thought of this. I think this is a little interesting. You know how it's often like the the antagonist, we are told to like the hero because they're mm-hmm. great. And then we don't see the story of the antagonist. Mm-hmm. I just thought of this. I'm not sure how well this is connected to what we're talking about. But you know, have you seen the Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. There's this little cool part in one of the movies. It's like the superheroes are actually the villains. Because they were, like, while they were trying to, you know, defeat evil and whatnot, they were actually, in a way, ruining and, like, breaking down society. And they were, like, breaking, making a lot of destruction mm-hmm. in the city. So I guess that's a little bit of, like, a, I don't know if it's a paradox, but it's, like, a, you know, difference where the heroes are actually seen kind of as the villain. And that was, even in Spider-Man, that was the start. They saw Spider-Man as a threat before they saw him as a superhero because if you remember the the original cartoon like the ultimate spider-man which is what i always followed um spider-man was seen as a threat at the start and they were like trying to capture him before he was like recognized as a hero
2: Mm -hmm. and then in the end didn't he like get banned from college or something wasn't that like then you had to uh, erase these memories. Movie?
0: Yeah. yeah, it was the same in the movie, I think.
2: Right. Because the definition of evil has become more and more malleable because back then it was black and white and you did this, or you didn't because people followed the Bible and their rel- other religious things. And now the definition of evil and bad and good has become more blurred. And there's a lot of gray lines, which is why these like tv franchises have to kind of adapt to that
0: yeah and which is why they've become so successful almost right because people realize that
2: like the hero can't always be perfect like he can't have an amazing life and to, like wake up and have a girlfriend and go get coffee and save the world and come back to bed <laughs> life doesn't work like that
1: i'm glad it, go get coffee is a part of that same thing as saving people the like world.
0: coffee what can i say Coffee is very important. Every like it's a, every movie or like TV show I've seen, every all the time they just get coffee, not tea. There's no hot chocolate. There's coffee. It's always coffee. It's always coffee. Like Gilmore Girls, they're having coffee like every other scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we got a minute left.
2: Okay, we should wrap up. Okay, well I'll make another further okay. for the conclusion. Okay.
1: Chuckies, should we leave this one then?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Welcome to conclusion. Hi. Um, what is our conclusion? I forgot. Oh, I see. Everyone knows about the iced hot chocolate now. Mm-hmm. Even um, Canada Kid knows about <laughs> iced hot chocolate. We want to explain how you got to know about iced hot chocolate.
1: I was told I was given a shout out and I went and saw And I saw a shout out. And then right after or right before, it was heist hot chocolate. So I'm happy my importance is just as much as a heist hot chocolate. Of course. Yes. I mean, what else would you expect? I bring up just as many questions as iced hot chocolate, yeah. the true paradox of society. I
2: Very mean, true. how is it iced and hot at the same time? It's a, it's a good question.
0: I do have Tay news because I always have Tay Tay news. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Tay news for this episode is that Taylor signs to direct a movie for disney as she campaigns for a short film oscar so her all too well short film was like nominated for an oscar and now like she's really good in the theater industry too and acting she has struck a deal with disney to you know be a director so tay tay is just this is like she's just doing so many cool things i will probably go to the premiere of that movie that she does It is too good for this world. She is too good for this world. Honestly, like I cannot express. This is like Canada Kid previously. How passionate he was on the topic. Like I cannot express how great <sighs> he is. Anyway, that's my Taytay news. What else do we have? Brazil, Argentina. Brazil. Brazil. Oh my God! This happened today in Lang. I was watching it when it happened, and they lost. <laughs> Penalty and it was just. No, the lighting teacher was like, How about we do work? He was telling everyone, He's like, Let's do work for like a few minutes and then we'll check back on the penalties. And then I was like, I cannot miss the penalty shot though. And then luckily I caught it and it was sad because we all wanted Brazil to win. And Brazil versus Argentina in the finals would have been a really good game. And then today, Argentina versus Netherlands was also a really good game. So, yay. I have not been following. You the world did time. not make it to semifinals. Very sad. Why do you not follow the World Cup? You really should. I should, but I'm not. You really should. I'll wear my Arsenal jersey one day. Yes, yeah, you should. I should. Everyone knows at this point. Even Tall Chem Kid knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tall Chem Kid.
0: Do you know who Tall Chem Kid is, too?
1: I know who. Oh,
0: okay, great. <laughs> you know all our nicknames and slang slang or our like lingo now it's pretty cool Mm -hmm.
1: very fun you have some very interesting and creative names
0: i would like to say i came up with most of them almost all of them except i didn't come up with chocolate rock that was her she did that yeah or Tej. also her Um, yes or boardwalk Again. <laughs> I don't understand how Mine's that's off. someone's nickname, but that's cool. Honestly, it's really cool. Yes. Is it
1: who is even it really... their name?
0: Can we keep that? Can we keep that in? Or yeah, I think it's fine. Okay, I mean, I don't want to say anyone's name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, you can edit it out if we don't want to, but I think it's cool. Like, the salad chat nicknames are pretty cool, so shout out to them for being cool. They are. Salad chat is very cool. They are. I, like, met a couple of people from that group chat. They're so chill. I'm not in the group chat, though. I think I was at one point.
2: You were, and then they decided they were not saying anything, anything.
0: so they kicked you out. Just because I didn't say anything does not mean i was not okay, reading well they wanted active allowed. participants so <laughs> because most of the time i didn't know what to say i was at a loss of words
2: <laughs> salad induces a loss of words yes
0: okay. okay that's it oh sorry i cut you off
1: you cut me off a few times <laughs> anyways um okay. uh, just wondering does the viewers here actually know what salad chat is
2: to D- no, no.
1: I see so just gonna randomly just hear this and be like oh
0: how nice yeah who else is listening to this honestly even I don't know what Chat (laughs) is
2: but (laughs) Chat used to be for an English teacher that you had in seventh grade yes I know that and then I don't know how it transformed what it is somebody added a bunch of other people and then kicked out the original people and it's transformed
0: but I don't remember anyone in my English class to be honest. Like I actually I don't remember who was in that class. I feel like you know eighth grade and seventh grade was like a fever dream. Like I don't even remember it at all. Especially eighth grade. It's like I don't remember it happening. It's probably because it was COVID time. But yeah, COVID was the end of eighth grade though, right? So yeah, yeah, it was like March. Like, still, how could I forget the first half? I don't know, but I did. It just wasn't <laughs> well, I don't the middle yes. school at all, actually. Okay, I think that's it. Should we wrap up? Mm-hmm. I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Wait. I forgot
2: to say, okay. Um, you clicked on it, so you might as well listen to it. I should have said that in the beginning,
0: but I didn't. Oh, well. Uh, Yeah, we're good. Thank you, Jeff. um, Thank you, Canada Kid, for helping us make a good episode thank you actually your points were really interesting they were they were really cool thank you, thank for you. I, I like uh, i'm proud
1: of myself for overthinking kids shows
0: <laughs> it's good to sometimes overthink things because then you you know have different ideas and you can talk to different people share different views it's pretty cool
1: yeah that is fun
0: so if you're Just... listening count the amount of anyone listening count the amount of times i said cool in this video <laughs>
1: So I'm just gonna have to go restart the entire video because of that. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know those party games, like uh take up take a bite every time I say the word cool. I probably, I probably said it like fifty times.
1: Oh 51 now.
0: 51 now, yeah. So just count how many times I say that. Nobody listening is going to do that i'm well aware
2: but okay i doubt anybody listening is gonna get to the end but we're doing it anyways um okay yeah, bye
0: we're good bye